All right. All right. Cool. Cool. Suns, eight and five. They lose the last game of a four-game road trip by one point to the Miami Heat by a final score of 113 to 112. All right, Matthew. All right. All right, all right dude. Physical all right. game. Who do you got? Physical game towards the end. Who do you got? Suns or the other team? <laughs> uh, the, the team that gets to the free throw line. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, How about that? Yeah. Yeah. How about that whole thing, you know? Fun fact for you. You ready for this? Coming out, coming out hot. Fun fact. Do you know the last time in the NBA when a team had four or less free throw attempts was? <laughs> was it uh, 1957? Nope. It was May 16th, 2021, and it was the Phoenix Suns. So, nice. like, we're used to this shit, right? Like, we don't get to the line. We don't get calls. No, we don't. I mean, it goes both ways, but tonight was a little ridiculous. I mean, I'll, I'll probably be on the side of, you know, the Suns kind of got screwed a little bit, but honestly, dude, that's why I said in the beginning, physical game. Who do you got? The other team went to Miami Heat or the Suns, who are never oh, phys- physical enough to ever get the job done towards the end, yeah, right? No, I hear you. They're just, they're, I guess they're too finesse. And I just, I got to congratulate the Miami Heat on this one. I mean, a team that can play that effective and not foul for an entire game, like it's magical. It, it, it's got to be a yeah. great feeling. Imagine being a Heat fan right now, and you're sitting there, and you're like, you know what? Like our team is so good that we just we don't foul. We don't. Foul. How many? I think they had what ten personal fouls the entire game. Ten. Some said twenty two. There's like, yeah, we no, we just don't do that. Like we play perfect basketball. Like we don't touch the opposition ever. We never push them off their spot. We never uh, and put ourselves in an opportunity where we could be whistled for a foul. So yeah, we just play yeah. perfect basketball, and that's just the way it is. It is, uh, but Suns were missing one guy that used to come in uh, and, you know, get us to the uh, bonus quickly, and that's Chris Paul. Yeah, so he knows how to play he the was, game. Yeah, he was the one guy that would do that for us. We don't really have guys that get to the line, man. I don't know what to say. I know this is bad, but no, we, we don't, don't get and, to the line. We don't. You know, I was, look, I was looking at this as well, and entering tonight, the Phoenix Suns were the second, uh, had attempted the second least amount of free throws in the league behind Oklahoma City, and they had four okay. more than Oklahoma City. And I guarantee you, OKC probably shot more than eight free throws tonight. And the Phoenix Suns are now dead last in the league in free throw shooting. And it, get, it goes to show you now. Now, of course, we can be frustrated with the refs. But Matthew, I mean, you hit it spot on. Phoenix doesn't put themselves <clears throat> in a position to get to the line often enough. They don't attack with a regularity. And if, when they do, you know, I mean, DeAndre Ayton's a great example of this. Mikhail Bridges is, is a great example of this. Both of them, when they do attack the rim, they try to go around people rather than through them. When you look at the Heat, I mean, they do the exact opposite. Bam Adebayo was running through people in the fourth quarter to the point where I'm like, are you kidding me? This guy is, he's getting every call because he's simply just running through Mikhail Bridges, running through DeAndre Ayton, and they're like, oh, what's well, got to be a foul on the other guy because Bam Adebayo's perfect, man. I mean, he, he, this guy can't commit a foul. Yeah, it's it's automatic for refs. They blow the whistle before they have to, really, a lot of the times. And you even saw tonight a few times where the ref would call it on one side and then the other ref on the other side be like, no, actually, I saw the play yeah. and it was wrong. So we get that all the time. Mm-hmm. They, they're just they're ready to blow the whistle. They just they react to these certain situations that are just so ingrained in their mind. They're like, this is going to be a foul. Oh, foul. No one touched them. You know what I mean? Even yeah. the Booker, the one, the one that Booker um, had to have reviewed, and yeah. Booker's been doing a good job. I guess he's three and zero on the road trip or something. But yeah, he didn't great. he didn't touch the anybody. Team, the team's one and three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the one thing we got, man, on the reviews. But uh, I don't know. All right, let's do this. All right, here we go. So eight What's and five on? for the Phoenix Suns. 
one and three on the road trip. It's time for some home cooking. It's time to bring the team home. Uh, but before then, we're going to have a nice little podcast. Welcome, Suns fans, to another edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast, the best post game podcast on Planet Orange, where we Planet Orange, <laughs> where we sit around and we just bitch about how shitty uh, this team is. That's that's what it's becoming again. Eight and five. It's what you wanted. It's not what, what I wanted. wanted. <laughs> uh, 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 it's what I predicted before the season began. Yeah, like, dude, we're sure. we're going to have a lot of peaks and valleys different. this season. And that's just kind of the way it goes. So, uh, again, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you go ahead and give us a thumbs up. Give us a subscribe. We really appreciate it. If you're listening to the podcast, leave a five-star review. Leave all the lyrics to Smash Mouth. Hell, you've one of you have already done that. Feel free to do it again. And if you are uh, just hanging out, you know, and, and you don't want to do anything, any of those things. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But I think it's time that we pop open a teeth cracking cold brew before we talk about this game. So, Matthew, what are you drinking? Uh, I got a. Um, I couldn't think of anything funny, but you can do it. I got water. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you got some of that high quality H2O. Yeah. I have this uh, distressed wood golden ale. Delicious. Um, do you know the way cardboard smells, Matthew? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how this tastes. Okay, so let's pop it open if you guys are Suns fans. We'll probably need one after this one. And uh, let's go ahead and, and talk about this loss to the Miami Heat. Devin Booker takes a buzzer beater shot in an attempt to win the game. They lose 113 to 112. Uh, the Heat outscored the Phoenix Suns 29 to 21 in the final quarter after the Suns had outscored them 34 to 26 and had been leading at some points in this game upwards of 13. A collapse at the end of the game, which brings me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask, who has the better logo, the Heat or the Suns? Because they're both like fireballs. It's, it's the only one I could draw when I was younger. Both of those. That's it. Just over, and over. <laughs> Just over and over. It was the Heat and the Suns. I like both of them. Honestly, I think they're kind of over underrated a little bit, right? I just they're simple, but they're just yeah. beautiful. Both there's, of them. There's beauty and simplicity, and I think that you know because you know you're watching this game and you see it's the 35th anniversary of the Heat, and they've got the Heat logo with the 35 on the court. And then you look at ours. Obviously, we mm-hmm. we see it all the time, and I'm and I, I agree with you. Both very underrated logos. I'll tell you what wasn't underrated tonight was the way that the Heat played defense in that fourth quarter. You know, we can sit there, we can bitch, and we can and moan about the referees. But the Heat really stepped it up defensively in that in that fourth quarter. I mean, they got physical. They were they were everything that the Suns did right in the third quarter went wrong for the Suns in the fourth quarter. And it brings a lot of different questions that I see a lot of the Jamsters are asking along live in the chat. You know, they're asking, well, you know, why didn't Monty? Uh, recognize the hot hands. You know, you got free minds right here. Monty's got to recognize the hot hands. Give, got to give Lee and Washington, got to get, got to leave Lee and Washington into the game. And a lot of people are saying that. Do you think that's true? Do you, do you sit Devin Booker and Cameron Payne because Lee and Washington had good games? 
you, you know what though the thing with Washington like his he was on fire in the second um I know he scored 13 out of the 16 points in the second which was awesome and usually with those players they kind of just fall off in a way they're not going to mm-hmm. really continue that but he kind of did like he was still in there shooting a shot Lee hit some big shots tonight the only thing is you can't rely on them to win the game for you because they're just not that guy I mean I know Lee hit a big shot earlier in the earlier in the season the first game of the season to win a game but mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta have book in there um you kind of always got to go back to your starters in a way uh, the hot hand can only last for so long because they get tired they're not used to playing those long minutes so yeah. I mean there's a lot of standard for Monty and stuff in this game, but I don't know because you can kind of see like how towards the end of the game where you had two shots, critical shots that juice was throwing up there yeah. and Tory Craig. And it's just like, well, should that even be Tory's shot? Of course not. You know what I mean? But who knows who, what play was really ran there? Like Aaron Rodgers talked about how <laughs> he gets shit for interceptions, but you got to know the whole play. You got to know where receivers supposed to be and all that stuff. Same thing goes here. If someone didn't, do the right thing i mean craig can't just sit there and be like oh why are you not fucking rolling over like so that you're open i can hit you with the pass or something you know what i mean so mm-hmm. he has to throw up these shots they weren't terrible shots it's just like it's the wrong guy taking them you want book to have it or even ayton or even mikhail in that situation yeah but again that you have to credit the miami defense because they forced those situations i mean you saw it early in this game in which the Miami Heat were focused on trying to get the ball out of Devin Booker's hands, as, as well they should. They were blitzing yeah. him early at half court, and the Phoenix Suns didn't take advantage of it. I think that's – when you go back and you look at this game, everyone's going to point right to the referees, right? Everyone's going to point to the fact that it was kind of a shitty possession at the end of the game. How about the, like, 15 missed layups in this game? You know, because there was a lot of, there was a lot of plays in which they would blitz Devin Booker he expertly passed out of it. Mikael Bridges would have it at the top of the key and he'd start driving. And then like DA would sit there and kind of look at him instead of either one of them making up their decisions, they just kind of throw up a shitty layup. And, and, and I mean, time and time again, you saw very poor performances around the rim in this game. It'll be interesting to take a look at the shot chart and see what the Phoenix Suns actually shot around the rim. But there were numerous opportunities for them to really expand this lead, and they just didn't have the ability to do so because they were missing the easy shots. Kudos to Dwayne Washington. Kudos to Damian Lee because they were hitting some of the hard shots. I'm not the one who just got butt-fucked on national TV, Dwayne Washington. Dwayne Washington came out of nowhere in this game. Uh, You look at his final stat line. He played 19 minutes. He had 21 points. He was 8 of 14 from the field. He was 5 of 8 from beyond the arc. He had four assists, only one turnover. And then Damian Lee added 14 points on 5 of 9 shooting, including 4 of 7 from beyond the arc. They were combined 9 of 16 from beyond the arc in this game. The Suns aren't in this game if they don't get the performances from those two. And and I I understand the frustration that a lot of the Jamsters have. And be like, well, just ride them to the end. But to your point, Matthew, like these aren't ride it to the end kind of guys. If If the Miami Heat did what they did to the starters in the last five minutes, imagine what it would have been like with Damian... Uh, Lee and, and Dwayne Washington out there. Yeah, because they're gonna have to try to run an offense that they don't know. Like they're not supposed to do that in the last five the last five minutes of a game. They don't know really what the game plan would be. Then it would just have to be something on the fly. You don't want to see that. That's just like way worse. We would have lost a big game by like 10 points, maybe. Um, but I think the thing is with uh, with uh, Washington Jr., 
he uh he did stay hot though and that's the thing is like usually these guys like i said earlier they kind of flame out but he didn't he continued to play and he kept on he continued to rotate on offense and try to find you know windows for the um for for either da or whoever had the ball inside in the paint to really get open and he continued to do that same thing with lee he gave options he gave the he gave the suns an opportunity to really kind of just blow this team out in a way and he did the best he could it just became down to the defense in the end where the heat just, they knew what was coming, you know, they knew it was going to be either Booker having the ball. And, you know, the, the debate is always Booker, you know, Donovan Mitchell, these guys are always kind of in the same kind of realm. And I think what you see is with, with Booker and Butler, they're in the same realm, I think as mm-hmm. players, as all-stars, as superstars in a way, um, you know, it's like, who do you take in these games? A lot of people always take Butler. I'm like, wait, what? How do you take Butler in a big playoff game or a big game like this? And I'm not saying this is going to happen all the time because Booker could have made that three. Booker makes these fucking awesome shots. He did a good job, but it was like half and half. It's like Butler got his against Booker, and that was really the difference because Butler held his own about 50, 50, 50, 50% of the time defensively to stop Booker towards the end to get a good shot. And then Booker had that and one. So it was just, it was a thing where it comes down to defense and if he can stop Mm -hmm. their best player. And Booker's our best player, and I think Butler just did that, man. Well, it was Bam who they couldn't stop because Butler in this game, 5 of 12 from the field, had 16 points, had 13 total rebounds. That's where they really had a challenge uh, with him. And I I see, you know, what some of the Jamsters are saying, and I agree, low (laughs) Suns says Lee should have been there rather than Payne. And that I do agree with. Uh you know, Payne, don't get me wrong. Like he did hit one of the, I think he might've hit the last two points for the Phoenix Suns, but he was four of 17 in this game. He was one of six from beyond the arc. He had nine points. He had five assists and one turnover. Whereas Damian Lee, you know, you know, if Damian Lee's coming in, we saw this when the Suns played against the, the Golden State Warriors. When Damian Lee comes in, we go into more of a point book type of, of game plan. And that's okay. Because again, Damian Lee brings a level of physicality to him that that Cameron Payne just can't. And, you know, if you want us to talk about riding the hot hand, yeah, Dwayne Washington, I tip my cap to you. You might even get a jam star this game. But you're not the guy who needs to be in the in the game in the final minutes. Damian Lee probably should have in this game. You know, then, of course, you take a look at uh, DeAndre Ayton in this game. I clicked it. Is it, it playing? No, it, it played for like a second. Did it? Watch. This is one of those games where you you can't hang this one on DA. At least I can't, because we had we you know we had like third quarter DA right. Like there was a timeout called, and DeAndre Ayton at that point had, uh, I think, eight points you know, through the first two and a half quarters. And then he just went into kind of like beast mode. And in the third quarter, all of a sudden you start to get this aggressive DA. He goes four, four from the field. He grab he has eight points and has five rebounds. Right. And you're just like, Oh shit, here we go. And then, you know, the sun's padded that lead to about 13. And then the fourth quarter comes DA has zero points. He has one shot attempt in the fourth quarter one. And then he grabs a total of two rebounds. Conversely, Bam Adebayo has 14 points, you know, four or five from the field, six of six from the line, uh, two total rebounds. So my my thing here is I'm more frustrated with Monty Williams not 
keeping DA engaged in the fourth quarter rather than DA just getting pwned by Adebayo for the reasons I said earlier. Like Adebayo put forth an effort uh, and was bouncing off of players left and right to where he, I mean, 14 of those or six of those 14 points were from the line and they weren't all fouls on DA. But there were some box out that box outs that DA missed. But I mean, t- tell me what you saw because I clearly I'm confused. <laughs> well, uh, surprise! I don't know what relationships worse this one with DA and us Suns fans or Sam and Ronnie from Jersey Shore. Like I don't know what's more <laughs> painful to watch because that's a bad relationship. But this is like we're walking a fine line here, right, John? Just talking about yeah. DA. It's because I don't want to look at the comments. I don't want to be like, all right, you know, don't. This isn't DA's fault. It's not his fault. At all. I mean, he had a really good third quarter. I liked him. Uh, they came out of some timeout. I think it was maybe six minutes left in the third. Mm-hmm. And DA was just, he was just positioned perfectly underneath the basket. He was right there uh, helping his teammates put the ball. Like Washington Offense, Jr. went up for a offensive layup. Offensive boards. Yeah, yeah. Washington Jr. went up for a layup, but he just threw it off the backboard because DA was in that mode where he was positioning himself perfectly, putting the ball back in. Um, there's no calls, of course, for him to get to the free throw line because he's not physical. So I'm not going to even talk about that. Like yeah. that's ba- that's Bam's game. Bam's very, very physical. This team's yeah. very physical. So DA is not in that way. And when it came to the last few minutes of the game, like DA, I don't know where he was. So that I can't really say like, oh, I was watching him the whole time. Like, was he being boxed out? But he wasn't there. He wasn't there to help on the offensive glass like he was before the defensive rebounds like he was before. I think he gets. He gets thrown out of the way, and this happened last year. This happened the year before, where he has big quarters and it doesn't come in to finish. Is it him? Is it Monty? I don't know. But if I'm DA, I'm just gonna fucking continue. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to, to like to get involved, to be involved, like Juices. He's just always in there fucking fighting yeah. Yeah. for something. Juice you know what I mean? A, he was fighting tonight. That's he a really good call. Tori Craig and, was everywhere tonight. He was, and he put himself in a position to get the ball. And I just, I didn't see that from Aiton. And I'm not saying it's Aiton himself, but I just, wherever the ball was coming off the glass, coming off the rim, I just know that Bam was there. Bam was there to do his shit. He was 30 and 10 tonight. DA was 16 and 12, but I don't even care. Like if the Suns were to win this game in a blowout and it just ended in the fourth, like just in a blowout fashion, I think it was a good game from DA. It was, but there just wasn't anything there to finish the game. And, that's the thing that just is like, I don't know where he goes or what happens. And we can't continue to keep doing this because he's the only player we do this with. Is it, is it Monty not throwing plays out there for him? Or is it just DA not wanting to get involved? So, I mean, here we are again. I mean, that's well, just that's just what happened tonight, I feel like. Well, you know, you're right. And, you know, at the same time, I feel like, you know, it, it's not the end of the world. Like the Suns are eight and five. I knew coming into this season, this is going to be an up and down season. You take into account that there's some injuries to this team. We're missing two-fifths of our starting lineup. Uh, Jay Crowder's nowhere to be seen. So you have a $10 million asset that's not even playing. And th- and then you're losing close games like this against a team that has their injuries too. And it's just, I, again, I just the challenge that I, I run into as a fan is just trying not to get so emotionally attached to every win and to every loss, mm-hmm. right? Because... DeAndre Ayton gets you emotionally attached because you see, I mean, that flash in the third quarter, you're just like, fuck, here we go. Like, and it wasn't give me even, this guy. But it wasn't even like, oh, fucking fierce DA. He was just in position. Yeah. The, the but he was for finding them Because, yeah, he gave them angles, gave them the ball. Like, he was making himself known. That's the yes. thing. That's all I want. You know, I don't want him fading mm-hmm. away on offense, you know, where uh, 
the ball's on the the strong side of the court. He's on the weak side, and he just kind of you know he'll take like three steps backwards towards the free three point line. So he's in the mid range. So it's like if somebody was to throw up a, a jump shot, he's not in position in any way, shape, or form to rebound it. And it's things like that that can become unbelievably frustrating as you watch this team day in, day out, game in and game out. And then you see losses like this, and then you, you try to put together, okay, how could how could we have pulled this one out? You know, had Devin Booker made that shot, yes, we would have been, wow, we pulled that, whoo, that was a close one. But I think we'd still have those situations where we're like, okay, but, you know, I mean, we were doing it the other night. They Who did they blow up? The fucking Timberwolves. And you and I were sitting here for 20 minutes talking about how DA just, you know, just didn't give the effort. And they almost gave that one away because in the fourth quarter, DA is just kind of jogging up and down the court. He doesn't come out with that intensity. Joshua Josh 77 in the chat says eight never plays a full game. He plays a full a, a quarter, a half, and then disappears the rest of the game. Part of that's by by his attitude. And I feel like part of that's because there's just not enough focus. And it's one of those things that we that Monty Williams referenced on Media Day coming into this season. Hey, we got some things in, in store for DA. You know, this is a guy who's going to be more engaged. We're going to see his total number of uh, three, uh, field goal attempts increase because it's there. Chris Paul's not around anymore. Now Cameron Johnson's not there, you know, slash Jay Crowder. So those nine shot attempts are gone. Chris Paul's not there for his 10 to 14. So it's like half of those go to DA and we could see some massive production. He was eight for 10 from the field. He shot 80%, but he only shot the ball 10 times. And again, it's like, is it because you're he's having to spend so much time defensively play against the likes of Rudy Gobert and play against the likes of Bam Adebayo? But you would hope a guy who's making thirty million a year would you know have the ability to impose his will, and he just and I know it and we'll say it again and we'll say it again and we'll fucking say it again. It's like it's just not who he is. We have to accept that. I I, I want to accept it, but I still am pissed because it, it's just it's not what it should be. It's not what it should be. No, and uh, the thing is with Bam, when I was watching him, I'm like, oh, dude, I can see how he can be a frustrating player too sometimes. But then when it came down to the fourth, he was just in there like causing ruckus and just doing his thing like he would just didn't give a fuck he's just like no one's gonna win this game jimmy can't get it going really like someone has to do something and that's the thing is like when someone when it's only booker out there and you pull lee and lee's not in the game i guess if you want to rely on that guy i mean it's fine but you want to have to rely on da in certain situations like this that's just what he's paid for man sorry but 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 here's the other guy who's paid for this and that's mikhail bridges and he's a fucking mm. fat zero too Okay, so 15 points for him tonight, 7 of 14 from the field. He had five total rebounds, two assists. You know, you take a look at how he performed in the in the fourth quarter, zero points, 0 for 1. Him and both – here's how the scoring happened for the Phoenix Suns in the fourth quarter, okay? They had 21 total points, 10 from Devin Booker, 4 from Torrey Craig, 2 from Cameron Payne, who was 1 of 7 in the fourth quarter, and then you got 5 from Damian Lee as he played half of the quarter. Right, mm -hmm. Mikael Bridges and DeAndre Ayton, who currently, without Chris Paul, are your secondary and tertiary scoring options on this offense. Zero points, fucking zero. And you can't say, or you can say, you can say whatever you want. It's a free country, but I don't agree with if you say, well, they had to spend so much time defensively. You know, uh, uh, Kale's trying to lock up Jimmy Butler as best he can. DeAndre Ayton's still trying to stop. Uh, Bam Adebayo, well, okay, in that fourth quarter, Bam Adebayo, 14 points. Jimmy Butler, two points, two, uh, a couple rebounds, 
but his plus minus was 14. Again, we talked about it not too long ago. You know, give us a string of Mikhail Bridges games. I want a string of them. I don't want that come out 31 point performance or whatever it was against the Timberwolves. And now he's laid two consecutive eggs. I mean, 15 points, that, that should be the floor for Mikhail Bridges, correct? Yeah, and he also had that play going across the middle that kind of sealed the deal from Miami where he just lost the ball going up. It yes. looked like a foul, but he just lost the ball. And the thing is, like him in these situations when there's so much pressure and um, the defense is so tight on him, I think it's very difficult for him to do what he wants offensively because a lot of stuff he throws up there, it's not terribly guarded he does have that fade away where someone's on him he can get over some guy but in situations like this where he just wants to get a bucket it's really hard for him uh, you know we want to rely on this guy a lot offensively and he has his spurts and maybe he's just one of those guys when the suns are winning like then he he can you know get you those points and it looks good um offensively but i just i don't know how much to rely on him though dude i towards the end of games i mean he can hit the corner three or something but he just is never that guy to go get you a bucket when you need it. Just a little two point shot every Agreed, here, every now should, and then. But, but should he be? Or, I don't or, know. And, and and do the Suns we need, want the, him the, to the, be? The, the Suns need that, right? Yeah, like, that's we, the issue. We don't have we, a secondary scorer who you can rely on. Go around the league. Go around the league. All right, look look at the uh, the Miami Heat. They got two scores you can rely on, right? You got Bam Adebayo and you got Jimmy Butler. Yeah, nope. kind of, but Tyler Hero is supposed to be that guy too. But yeah, but he's, he's a bench really guy. Working out. He's a bench guy. And he's well, he's a starter he's now, but I'm just saying, like, he's supposed to be that guy. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, that, he's but hurt. he's but he's your he's your third option. You know, like Mikael Bridges. I guess okay to your point. Yeah, Mikael Bridges is supposed to be that third option. Da should be that second option. We're not getting anything out of any of these guys. All it is is Devin Booker breaking his back and <laughs> and, and him yeah. praying that Damian Lee or Dwayne Washington is going to help contribute offensively to this team. And, you know, this is the challenge that we're going to have for quite some time. We mentioned on the last podcast, which was a kerfuffle, to say the least. Uh, you know, until December 15th <laughs> hits, this is kind of this is going to be par for the course for the Phoenix Suns. With injuries amounting and knowing that the Suns and, and, and James Jones most likely won't make any moves until December 15th, which is the date in which the majority of the of the league becomes available via trade. Anybody who was traded for this past offseason, they have until December 15th. That's when it's been like 90 days with the team or whatever, and then they're eligible for trade, knowing that we have assets that are tradable. You have Jay Crowder. You have Cameron Johnson. You have Dario Sarge. You have these different guys who you can trade and try to get somebody that can add some offensive firepower consistently to this team because Dwayne Washington – isn't going to do what he does, what he did tonight every night. Dwayne Washington isn't going to show up, come off the bench one night, or I'm sorry, every night, and then go ahead and give you a total of 21 points. It just isn't going to happen. You need to have a, a solid secondary scoring option behind Devin Booker because DA ain't it. DA is going to get you 16 every night. You know what? 16 every night is good for a tertiary option. But you need somebody who's going to, I mean, I mean, take a look at, uh, who, who, who was I looking at the other day? who's playing so well, and they got two guys who are scoring 20-something points each. I forget. Uh, but every good team in the league, that's what it is. They got a guy. They yeah. got two guys who can get, get you 20 any night. Yeah, and really quick, Mario Lopez says, Kale and DA took two shots in the fourth. How is this not on Monty? It's on Monty. I agree it's on it Monty. It is. But, like, how? I mean, he's been our coach, what, for three years now? Four. This is his fourth year. Mm -hmm. Um, So... <laughs> We obviously were sitting here. We don't know who the second guy is to go to. I think Cameron Johnson was probably going to be that one of those guys. 
Chris Paul mm-hmm. is maybe one of those guys. We have a mm-hmm. bunch of maybes. Who knows? It's always Booker and whoever else can step up. But how long until, like, is it just on Monty to tell a player just to go get it? Go get the fucking ball. Make a play. Do something, right? We're seeing the same shit from these two from last, same as last year with Mikhail and DA. I just don't think Kale can get shots on his own. He's an ISO player unless he tries to get to the rim and draw a foul, but that's not, he can't do that either. And then DA, it's like, can you get the free throw line? No, you can't. Also, can you just get us a bucket? I don't think he can. So he can't do it either. So I don't think those two are just legit dudes. They'll have the big nights where, oh, see, this is it. He's the guy you need to go to. It's just never there. It's it, This is the third year where we're looking at these dudes to help out constantly or consistently, and it's just not going to be a thing because Monty's been – he. I think Monty fucking knows by now. I'm not getting mad at Mario Lopez. I'm just saying I think Monty knows what to do. I just don't think these yeah, guys but, can perform to what he wants. But he, But – but therein lies the challenge as a coach, right? A good coach sees the talent and, and makes the in-game adjustments necessary to be successful. And I feel like those in-game adjustments just aren't happening. Because like what you're asking for is like, hey, DA, go get go get to the line. Easier said than done. You know, Mikhail Bridges, make sure you go get that offensive rebound. Easier said than done. But if you're if you're running specific sets and you go, hey, listen. Our fourth quarter focus is we're going to get the ball down to DA on the block. From there, we need DA to execute, right? If we're just seeing touches from DA, okay, then I, then I feel like there's an, an in-game adjustments where they're trying to take advantage of certain things. But you just don't see that. I know Mikhail's tough because he's not truly a shot creator. I think he's done a good job thus far this season trying to become a shot creator. But at the end of the day, he's not a shot creator. But do you know what he's great at and we never see anymore? Like back cuts. Mikhail Bridges is the king of the back cut. And for some reason, they don't run like a high screen, get the get the ball to DA about 18 feet out. And then once they get the ball to DA, you got, you know, uh, uh, Mikhail doing a back cut. He just bounce passes it to her, lobs him for a dunk. Like we've seen these kind of things. But what happens in that fourth quarter when it starts to get tight, it starts to go in that Booker ball mentality where it's just like Booker's usage rate starts to go through the roof. And, you know, what's made the Sun successful in the past is they had both Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Defenses didn't know what to do. Well, now they have nobody. So they're sitting around on a possession for 18 seconds before they start to try to execute any semblance of an offense. And once they do, it's too late to try to get uh, DeAndre Ayton or Mikhail Bridges involved. That's where Monty Williams comes in. That's where Monty Williams goes, listen, guys, stay .5. Okay, we're going to start to run this offense. I know the game's tight, you know, and and it's a two-point game, and there's three minutes left. Keeping the flow of the offense. Let's do some screen and pops. Let's do some Spain pick and rolls. Let's do something. Let's do some back cuts. Let's do something to get the ball out of Booker's hands. And ultimately, if you start to run some of these things, the defense has to adjust to him. Devin Booker is going to find himself wide open for a three, but that's not going to happen when he's sitting there staring at the shot clock for 18 seconds. Yeah, no, I agree with everything. Um, and, you know, if if uh, right here, Dark Phoenix actually says, James Jones be sleeps too, so Monty don't, Guys, sorry, I can't really read this. Don't got the right guys to coach the job to get the job done. So basically, James Jones is asleep. Monty doesn't have the right guys on the court. Um, I agree with one part of that where I don't think DA is really a Monty guy. I just don't think he has. I don't think he has been in a while. They're trying to figure their way out of it. I'm just I'm not trying to hate on DA. I'm just saying I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I think he just sticks out as a sore thumb still. Offensively, defensively, he can be okay, but offensively, I don't think he's like really a Monty guy. So I think it's really hard maybe for him to kind of get this done. You, you saw how it ended last year with him and DA. Like that wasn't just some kind of fluke thing. It's something that was built up for forever. And I just think now looking at DA out there, it's just like, 
okay, it's the same guy from last year. So we're going to deal with the 16 and 12. And if it continues, that's fine. That's just who he is. And we'll accept it. Because I was going to say it was a good game tonight. But then when, towards the end of the game, when you just need something, something from him or somebody else, it just doesn't come through. So I don't think he is that Monty guy. I think that's really something that you get on there. Yeah, I think, you know, I agree. And then I also agree with the fact that, you know, some people were saying in the chat, well, you know, like Devin Booker in that crazy shot at the end. You know what? Uh, and Andrew Jang, uh, $5 in the super chat. Thank you. We really appreciate that. Thank you for yeah, supporting thanks, the Suns Jam session. We re really appreciate it. Uh, Andrew says, I agree with Booker taking the last shot. He's done it multiple times in his career. If it was 2007 or something, I think that goes in for the buzzer beater. You know, regardless of what happens, like Booker has to take that shot. I'm not opposed to Devin Booker yeah. taking that last possession. What I'd like to see from the Phoenix Suns is throw some throw something that the defense can't predict. What made the the Heat tough in this game at the end was one, their defensive intensity was awakened. Right, it was like Schmaug. I'm watching The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings again. The Desolation of Schmaug. You watching the TV show? No, no, I haven't. No? But I'm I'm watching oh, okay. all the I'm watching the uh, the movies, and then I'll start to watch the TV show. Cool. Um, but like their defense was awakened, like that of Schmaug. And at the same time, they were unpredictable on offense because of the way that they can move the ball inside and out. It started with Bam Adebayo on the inside. He'd kick it out. They, you know, they, they could hit a, a three or not. Kyle Lowry's jumping around like a jackass, like he always does. You know, but at the end of the day, they weren't as predictable as the Phoenix Suns have become. And therein lies the challenge with the Phoenix Suns. And it's going to be something that we're going to see, you know, until Chris Paul kind of gets back, until James Jones really makes any sort of move to this roster. I really feel like, you know, the, the book on the Suns is out. And when they are, if it's a close game and it's the end, you know, you can't rely on getting the ball down to DA because guess what? They're not going to get the ball down to DA. It's just not the game they play. They don't play through him. They play right through Bam Adebayo the entire time. They don't play through DA at all, and it's just unbelievably frustrating. No, I mean, they can't get the ball to DA now. It's between – it's both sides. The fact that, you know, a lot of these big men in the NBA can grab the ball anywhere they want, figure it the fuck out. Where do you want the ball? Okay, go. How do you not know? Like, not him, or I'm not blaming one side, but how do you not know still as a team? Like, these pa these entry passes to him, the one from Cameron Payne, where he's just, like, gently, like, gliding it on the floor to him that he's almost like, got picked off. It's like, like, bowling what? it to him. Yeah, how do we not know what we're trying to do here? Like, get the fucking ball or something, you know? The Suns are too stubby towards the end. They're too stubby of a team. Even with Chris Paul, they're too, they're just too small. These, these teams that have length and defense – it's hard for these guys to get shots or do anything offensively. This ain't last year's team, I'll tell you that. This ain't <laughs> last year's team. You know, but again, this is the this is the journey throughout the regular season. And this is what's going to occur is, is again, this isn't the end of the world. This is an observation on our post-game podcast following the heat game of some frustrations that we see with the Phoenix Suns. If they come out on Wednesday night wearing the turquoise uniforms and they beat the Golden State Warriors, of course, we're going to be happy. We're going to talk about all the things that they did right, but we'll still call them out for the things that they do wrong. And I feel like that's kind of one of the challenges that this team has right now is there's a lot of things that need some buttoning up. And we, and we didn't see that last season. It was, it was almost an aberration, especially being a Suns fan, as long as we have been to see a team that executed so flawlessly throughout the, the regular season and throughout clutch time to see the way that they played last season what they're doing this season is something that is, you know, what, uh, what teams call normal. You know what I mean? Like these are, this is the way that normal teams play 
throughout the regular season. There's, there's going to be some wins. There's going to be some losses, you know, true. Well, true. <laughs> you know, what's so yeah. funny. It's just, it is funny. Cause I'm, I, when I read the comments, it's like someone makes a, makes a good point about, you know, DA actually doing a good job, you know, um, in certain parts. And someone's like trashing him a little bit. I'm like, Oh, you know, I agree with that too. It's just always so fucking That's- back and forth. I cannot decide who I am anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I am. I, I don't know where I am. But you know what? I, I do know where I was hanging out tonight, Matthew. The Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. So there I was <laughs> hanging out on the on the on, on the heat subreddit. An interesting place to be tonight. Uh, (laughs) It's my oh stop. Uh, So the first thing that I noticed, um, somebody put it's no longer FTX Arena, FTX Arena logo still on the court. I don't know if you heard that (laughs) whole thing about FTX, but uh, oh they've they they they've tanked horribly. Oh it's crashed horribly. What was something like? uh, uh, Tom Brady and Giselle are going to lose like seventy five million dollars because they invested in FTX and the the whole company is just plummeting. Was that the Larry David commercial, the halftime or uh, halftime show? Oh, I'm sorry, probably the Super Bowl. Probably I, he has some kind of commercials. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I heard people couldn't even get their money out or something. That yeah, exactly. That's that's why, <laughs> yeah. that's why it's going nuts. down. Also on the subreddit for the the Miami Heat, Booker has the most aesthetically pleasing jumper in the league, in my opinion. Bro's skill and talent is just so high. Crazy. We have a future better version of him on the roster. <laughs> so it's like. Tyler Hero, yeah, they think Tyler Hero is like just the next Devin Booker. Um, Yeah, I was always not a supporter, but I was, I was was like, you know, he's on his way. He reminded me of Devin Booker. Like the the issue I have with with Hero is the reason why he's not the next Devin Booker is because Devin Booker is a humble motherfucker, man. Tyler Hero is not. No, not yet. No, no, he's like posting pictures with him with his shirt off and you know making like thirty threes in a row. Like when Devin Booker's was getting videos of him making 33s in a row. It's because Javon Carter was taking the footage, okay? Respect, right. respect. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then came the Dwayne Washington onslaught. I'm not the one who just got butt-fucked on national TV, Dwayne. Washington. I just love that drop. One person goes, bro, who is this dude? The next guy says, Washington is an RSHK. And then the next guy said, wake up, babe. New RSHK just dropped. And I was like, what the hell is RSKJ? <laughs> what does this mean? And then I started to do a little research. It means random scrub heat killer. So the, oh, okay. the, the heat fan base has something that's kind of similar to our Jack Taylor Award. The Jack Taylor Award for the guy who comes out of nowhere and scores a shit ton of points on you. So like... Dwayne Washington was a Jack Taylor Award nominee tonight. And then, of course, you had from the uh, from the Miami Heat, you had, what's the guy? Uh, oh, what's his name? Who Caleb Martin. It w- Caleb Martin. Five of six from beyond the arc. <laughs> 15 <laughs> yeah. points. And, you know, so he was a winner of the Jack Taylor Award as well tonight. A lot of Jack Taylor Awards out there in <laughs> South Beach, man. Yeah, I'm glad we can actually, uh, you know, pay it forward with one of ours. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're gonna get that a lot with this dude. It was just I, I think like, every time he throws it up, you think it's going in. 
That's really cool. It's weird to hear from other fan bases the note they care about basketball too. I don't know. It just sounds weird to me. You know what I mean? Like we put so much into like how we um you know go into the postgame pods, like your drops and all that stuff, and like the Jack Taylor award, but then you realize like other teams have their own shit. It's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, you forget about that. That I was kind of all the, time. the fun part about being on the subreddit. And then somebody said Eddie Johnson hates uh hates the heat for whatever reason, but his GM is heat culture. What the fuck? And then somebody said, Eddie blocked me on Twitter after that Game 7 blowout. And then somebody said, dude's got problems. Hey, guys, you leave Eddie Johnson. That's Matthew Steppap. Yeah, but his Twitter, he is kind of weird on Twitter. He's, a, he's he, aggressive he, on Twitter. He is, and he hates on a lot of people. I don't know how good that is for people, but whatever, man. I mean, he's a shit talker nonstop, right? So oh, yeah. as soon as he's sitting down taking a shit, I'm sure it just continues. Oh, oh it just it keep, it's flowing out of his fingers <laughs> and his butt. You have uh, sons are so much better than us missing two starters. And then the run happened, and that was that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. said, it, dude, it looked like a something. <laughs> it did, and then Devin Booker started the fourth quarter, and they go, "Damn, Booker's still in there." That's a coach that doesn't want to lose. And then they said uh, they don't miss corner threes or mid-range shots in Arizona. And lastly, Lowry has to stop with the flopping man. And all this happened before they put a run on us and beat us. I stopped looking after a while, but that, ladies and gentlemen, was your subreddit stakeout. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. One of the uh, quieter subreddits, I will say that. You know, you go into these different subreddits at the end uh, during games, and sometimes there's a lot of conversation happening. Heat, not not a lot, not a whole. Yeah, bunch. they're fans too. They don't usually show up till the fourth. Like, yeah, I didn't hear them at all till like six. Months I didn't see the them. No, they're just, I don't know what they, I mean, how long does it take their boats to get to the arena? Is there a lot of traffic on the water? Uh, I guess, yeah. It's like Miami Vice style. You have to go through the canals. It's like, <laughs> run, run, get the yayo. No, run, no, 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 yayo. Yeah, that's a that's great. My favorite, that was my favorite song to do hits with. You get in the car, get it, and it just comes on. You just start running people over. <laughs> and I run, I run so far away. In the Banshee. Yeah. The Banshee was a nice car. Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters, here's a reminder. If you're watching along live, please hit that thumbs up button while you're hanging out with us on YouTube. If you're listening a little bit later, go ahead and give us a five-star review and let us know, everybody can let us know who is your jam star of the game. Uh Matthew, I think it's your turn to go first, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go Washington Jr. Let's do that. You know, I wanted to give it to Aiden. I thought it was a good game. Uh, just, you know, a finish. But I don't want to get back into that stuff again. I think <laughs> definitely Washington Jr. Um, I think Lee was huge. Like, he was really fucking huge. But what Washington Jr. did with 16 points in the first half, that was insane. How about him getting rid of the hair, man? Like, he, he when he was first Oh, yeah, when there, he came out, I was like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, who's the new guy, you know? Yeah. And- you know, he doesn't have the Ricky Rubio. He didn't have the dreads. I was just like, oh, hey, clean shaven uh, Washington. Okay, I'm with there's that. There's some players that do that, and they actually improve. Um, I mean, there's who was the last one that did that? Uh, for, I'll, I'll, I'll remember by next pod. Uh, A lot Alfred of these players, will, Alfred Payton, but like they shave off their head, or like not the whole head, but you know their hair, and they play better. It's just Lonnie always in Walker. the way, maybe. Lonnie Walker. Yeah, there's, there's another one. There's one. Hey, hey. Zero gives it to Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Uh, Michael, Dude, Michael Klein, Bam Adebayo, um, Jimmy Butler's hair. 
No, no, no. The, for Jamstar. Well, did you see? He has the dreadlocks. Yeah. For every 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 photo. Every photo. Every yeah, photo. He, He's so is, funny. Is, <laughs> uh, hate to say it, Jimmy Butler with that block. Uh, Joseph Casillas, Washington. Um, Monty Jamstar, Jam No Star from the Dark Phoenix. Man. Dwayne and Lee Jamstars from Mario Lopez. Scott Claus, one of our elite Jamsters, gives it to us too. We appreciate that. Uh, Washington, because no one expected it. I think that you know that that's the right answer here. You know, again, Devin Booker in this game did what Devin Booker kind of does. He had 25 points, but he was 11 of 22 from the field. He was two of seven from beyond the arc. He had eight rebounds. He had five assists. I needed seven assists to win a bet. So, you know, so I mean, what Dwayne Washington provided this team is not something that we can continue to expect moving forward. That's something we have to realize is this is, you know, these are these are those games you wish you won because you're like, oh man, we got a good Dwayne Washington game. You want to package that up and then yeah, leave down exactly. with a with a win. But unfortunately, you know, I was I was putting together the uh, my my weekly article for Bright Side of the Sun, and it's the center of the sun where I recap the previous week and I talk about the next week. We have four games this week, right? We have this one, then we play uh, at home against the Golden State Warriors, then we go to Washington, and then we come back for the Knicks next Sunday afternoon. And I said, if Chris Paul's not there, this is a one and three week. If Chris Paul is there, this is a three and one week. And the reason for that is because when Chris Paul's there, even though he's not as effective offensively as he's been in the past, this is a team that everybody falls into their role with Chris Paul there. And with Cameron Payne having to step outside of his role, although we saw a really good game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, the other two and a half games, you know, because you got to count the the uh, the Philly game, which was a loss. The other two and a half games have been kind of average from campaign. We need him back on the second team offense leading this team, right? Versus Dwayne Washington having to be the guy who comes off the bench and essentially fill in the campaign role. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think I gave Cameron Payne. I thought he was like player of the week last week. I think he looked pretty. I mean, his numbers look really good. I, get, I gave him player of the week too. I did. Yeah, definitely. But when and, but, does this become? Because uh, a lot of a lot of comments are about Monty, you know, coaching issues. But then you look at the injuries too, right? Well, that kind of plays into what you're talking about. Is right? when you have a lot of these different injuries and guys having to step outside of their roles. You want the head coach to try to put them in the best situation to be successful, but ultimately it comes down to the player's comfortability and ability to do so. And Monty Williams yeah. can't necessarily do that. Like, I'm not going to fault him for running out the starting five in the last five minutes of this game because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I get that Damian Lee and Dwayne Washington were your hot hands, but you know, even as I said, like uh Damian Lee had five points in the fourth, but he he played the first six minutes. You expect him to go with the whole 12? Well, maybe you do. You roll the dice there, but this is kind of a touch-and-go game. You're hoping that DA, you're hoping that Mikhail Bridges can step up, and obviously Devin Booker can can help out. You know, so I guess, I guess one question when it comes to Dwayne Washington is, like, is he everything that we want Landry Shamit to be? Like a guy who comes um, in off the bench and just goes in fucking sane from beyond the arc? Can we get one of those goddamn kids from Landry Shamit? Who's out you know, with the protocols, by the way. The thing is with Dwayne, like he, his confidence is way higher than what Shamit's will ever yes. be, and it's not really yes. a knock. But I'm just saying, like Shamit's game, Shamit's game is mostly like just behind the scenes, running around screens and doing a lot of random shit now, which is really affecting, I think, the game in a positive way. Just Dwayne is a guy that's going to take the shot no matter what. I mean, he saw him hit this. He had one a brick. I think DA probably grabbed one of his eight offensive rebounds, yeah. gave him back the ball, and he hit the corner. So you know it's going to go in the second time. Like, that's the way he is, man. I don't think he can compare the two. I mean, I think his champion's been so consistent this year, man. So, and now he's out with with um concussion head injury. Protocol. What yeah. the fuck? I think happen? he was running over the center, and Patrick Mahomes tried to hit him with the pass, and he just got tagged. 
Oh, oh no, hey, that speaking... was Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, hey, who's I'm watching Eagles? it. it it's oh. still 23-21. Oh. Yeah. Wait, who's Washington. Washington. Nice. Sorry. Yeah. So, so just so everyone knows, Matthew and I are in this massive survivor pool. There's like 75 people in this thing uh, every year. And we put in money and there, what, what, there's, what is it like 2,500 bucks in the pot right now? Bucks. Yeah. And there's seven of us left. And Matthew and I are two of, of the seven left and two of the seven picked the Eagles to win tonight. Washington just kicked a field goal. It's 26 to 21 with 733 right. left. So we're going to end this pod here pretty soon. And we're going to go watch that and hope that the Eagles uh, can choke this one away. It'd be fantastic. It'd be awesome. So, uh, so next game, next game. You excited for the next one? Yeah. Warriors, right? Yep. We got the Warriors coming to town. Uh, it's eight o'clock start. So it's going to be late, a little bit late. It's yeah. going to be one of those games where it's like, I, I'm working late that night. We have a grand opening going on at one of our, uh, our properties. So I'll be there for that. But you know, that being said, I'll be home in plenty of time to go ahead and watch some of this game. I'm excited to see it. It's going to be the first time that the Phoenix Suns uh, unveil their new. What, what are they calling it? A, a, I don't know what the names are. A, a I originative. Mean, I think that's what they call it. Originative. I just uniforms, know it's the city edition. The city, the, the city editions. No. Uh, we we got this um, fancy new logo right there that, that we've made. The beautiful, Suns Jam man. Session podcast. Yeah, thank you. I worked very hard on that. That the looks beautiful, dude. Me. Nice. Uh, so I'm excited to see that. I'm excited. The, the Warriors are a team that's struggling, man. I mean, make no doubt about it. This is this is a team that entering uh, tonight is the 13th seed in the entire Western Conference at five and eight. Suns are now eight and five, so we're going to be at like the sixth seed or something after this. But it's a team that's really having a hard time with their identity. Steph Curry's playing amazing, but no one else really is. the The punch <laughs> by Draymond really set the tone for this team, and it'll be interesting to see how they play. Uh, against the Suns come Wednesday night. Yeah, and you have you also have Clay Thompson who's really battling himself against himself. Like, really, just I feel like he's in a dark place sometimes on the court. Uh, he does have some good games still. Like, I'll look at the box score. You know, sometimes it'll be seven for fourteen from three, but then like most of the time though, he's just he's just so hit or miss. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Michael K- uh, Klein says Clay versus Devin again. That's awesome. I can't wait to see that. I know everything that probably happened is not going to matter in this game, right? I mean, it might continue the way that Clay was in that game. I was like, yeah, it's all right. Like he's he's won it. Like he's probably just pissed off and just want to take the night off. But I think that if it continues tonight or the next game uh, Wednesday against the Warriors, it's going to be interesting to see how long he lasts because Booker really went off against him last oh, game. Oh yeah, and I think the way this game ended and the way that I think the Suns had a win, they kind of just let it slip away. Booker's going to want to come out and get this win. He doesn't want to, everyone to think, you know, I need Chris Paul next to me to win these games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's going to want to go win it himself. All these other guys got to step up, but the thing with the Warriors is that punch. And we kind of just were like, yeah, people get punched. We kind of just threw it under the mat. We were like, who cares? They'll move on. They haven't moved on. I mean, this team looks like they might not be making the playoffs. I mean, they're three below 500 right now, right? Mm-hmm. They five and eight? Yeah, five and eight. Yeah. Interesting game coming up for these. Yeah, no, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm really, it's going to be really interesting to see how that Clay Thompson, Devin Booker uh, thing happens. And it'll be interesting to see if, if Chris Paul's back playing. You know, I really feel like, you know, again, this is kind of a load management thing. The Phoenix Suns are like, listen, your heel hurts a little bit. Take a few games off, Chris. Take the road trip yeah. off. You know, he, he's doing shoot around before the game, which is great. So he's definitely somebody who's not like, he, he's closer to playing than he is. And I was actually surprised he didn't play tonight. I really was. And again, the Suns are eight and five. So it's not like they're 
five and eight and they're they're struggling you know they're, they're trying to navigate these injuries they're trying to get in my opinion to december 15th we got one more month until then so uh so until then i really think that this will be a, a very fun game for the phoenix suns uh and i'm telling you you're on you're on subreddit stakeout duty have fun there man the warriors subreddit is fucking oh. next level shitty yeah, it'll be great. Um, I'm just really <laughs> interested to see how um the reaction is from Warriors fans just dealing with a shitty team this year. Yeah. Um, because oh, they just, I feel they, like they, they, they hate just on throw Clay. up the rings. They throw up the rings. Yeah, they do. They but they hate on Clay still too. Every time oh, I'm in there, they hate on this dude. It, it'd be crazy. It'd be like the Suns win four championships and we hate on Booker. I know. You know what I mean? After tearing his ACL, being out almost two years. Yeah. Like I know he's still struggling, but these guys need a lot of time. It's super early. If I were to say, who would you choose right now? You know, to go to the finals out of the West. Uh, you know, it's tough, but Warriors would still be like number one no, or number two, just because, no. just because they can get it together. That's what no, you always they, look but, forward. But to. they lack the depth. That's the they issue do with right them. now. They do until they it's always a lot make of the young big move guys. Move. Yeah, well, they that's true. A lot they, of they, it it depends up. on moves. But they mm-hmm. they have a lot of young guys that they're and that's what they're doing right now, Suns fans. If you're not watching basketball, if you're not paying attention to what the Warriors are doing, they're giving Kaminga and Moody, they're giving Jordan Poole, they're giving all these guys a a ton of playing time because they want them to work out these kinks, grow their confidence, develop chemistry. So to your point, Matthew, when they comes playoff time, this becomes a team that has like the old school plus the new school. And when their powers yeah. combine, it's like go, go power Rangers. And that's what they'll be doing. So until then though, they're going to struggle as they're trying to navigate what that feels like, what that looks like, what the rotations look like. Uh, so I, I see it as a win for the Phoenix Suns. I really do. I think the energy is going to be high in that place because it's the Warriors. Uh, so we'll, we'll see come, come Wednesday night. What do you think? Win, win or loss for the Suns? Yeah. I think the Suns will get a win. I just think tonight was a win. So they're going to make up for it. Just like, you know, the refs have to do with makeup calls. So it's yeah, the same geez. exact thing. Four fucking free throws, man. Yeah. I had that stat. Do you up. really blame the refs though for the whole, I know that's bad, but come on. Like if I were to tell you that you'd be like, is it the Suns or the refs? Who would you believe and whose fault it is? Oh, it was the Suns. The Suns didn't the Suns put are 50, 50, 50. Yeah, the Suns. It wasn't like there was a bunch of egregious non calls in this game. There were some where it's like, okay, that probably should have been a call. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But it was the it was the Suns' lack of uh, executing. It was their Suns' lack of aggressiveness. It's the same shit. There's a reason why we shoot the the least amount of free throws in the league. Yep, I'll be writing a piece on that later tonight. <laughs> so, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here, Matthew? I think I'm good, man. Like the beer Let's trim. Let's do this again for another couple games, huh? Like that beer trim. Looks nice good, fade. dude. That nice Would you go like to um, V's Barbershop right down by you today? Over here? Yep. Oh. I went to physical therapy today, and then I went down, and I, it was it was self-care day. I, had I was going nice to say, self-care yeah. oh, day. you should have dropped by. I could have made you some noodles or something. I almost, I, like, I had enough time in between uh, physical therapy and getting my beer <laughs> trim. I was like, I should go say hi to Matthew and get some noodles. And then I didn't because I realized I didn't want noodles at noon. I had noodles for dinner, though. I it would just weigh you beef down. Beef stroganoff. Right? Oh, did you? Yeah. I love, beef. I, I, I love beef stroganoff. Hamburger helper, hamburger helper beef stroganoff is like. It's the best. Oh, God. My mom used to make it all, all the time as a kid. I love it. And I'm like, I never <laughs> eat it anymore. And I was like, you know what? F this. I'm getting some beef stroganoff. Tonight. They still sell hamburger helper. That's Hell so yeah. loud. That's legal. Hell yeah. I feel like after the stuff they found in that, I thought they got it. <laughs> It was it's delicious. That's what they found. They found delicious spices, oh. a combination of flavors and spices. So that's oh, that's okay. what I'm going with. I thought it was just God, I'm, I'm tied in fantasy right now, too. Jesus. Yeah, Weird I'm two day. and two. Two and two now. Well, like I'm it's literally tied in my league. 
and like for your league. Yeah, I've got Goddard going, and she's got Devonta Smith, so I got to go watch this game. So, all right, yeah, uh, Jamsters. Once again, thank you for joining us for another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. We appreciate you taking time, even after a Phoenix Suns loss. You're here. You're voicing your opinion live in the chat. And if you're listening to this tomorrow, you're even more of a trooper because you've had time to marinate on what happened tonight and go, you know what? I still want to hear what John and Matthew have to say about that. So that alone makes you the real MVP. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're consuming this content. Do me a favor. Stop by the Suns Jam Session Redbubble page. That's right. Go to redbubble.com, search for Suns Jam, and you'll find a bunch of new designs that I'm putting out there. I'm putting all kinds of fun little designs out there. Uh, so if you like apparel, if you want some coasters, some stickers, anything like that, go on there. Help. That's another way to help support the podcast. We truly appreciate it. Make sure you follow me at Darth Voida on Twitter. And uh, you can read my writing on brightsideofthesun.com. You can follow Matthew on Twitter. Uh, Matthew Lucy. And of course, you can follow the show at Suns Jam on Instagram, Twitter, and the TikTok. Until then, everybody, we'll see you Wednesday. Have a fantastic evening. Go Suns, baby. Yeah, go home and love your family. Yeah.